Hi, welcome to episode 611 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I think we should start tearing down all historical statues and replace them with statues of TV characters. You know, where I live, we've already got a statue of Andy and Opie. You know, there should be like statues of the Seinfeld cast in New York, the Cheers characters in Boston, and pull down the Jefferson Davis and the Thomas Jefferson statues everywhere and put up some George Jefferson. In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue 1 and going all the way to issue 645. Today is Fantastic Four, volume 4, number 10, from September 2013. Self-Evident Truths, by Matt Fraction and Mark Bagley. And now, more time traveling to Philadelphia in 1776. Is Reed going to find a cure for his disease there? I don't think so. And so the old gang is here, working on the Declaration of Independence. And by the old gang, I mean Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, and a couple of other dudes I don't know. Oddly enough, they're debating the phrase about all men being created equal, which is an odd thing for someone like Thomas Jefferson to say or write since he owned slaves. But here, he is the one arguing against slavery. I mean, really. I don't think he really wanted to free his slaves. I mean, who would he turn to when it's raping time? Adams and Franklin are arguing uh, correctly that if they tried to outlaw slavery, the southern states would never go for that and the concept of a United States of America would end before it even started. Back on the FF ship, the team is getting sicker. Now, Sue is starting to lose control of her powers and parts of her skin are turning invisible, allowing you to see her muscles and her guts inside. Which, that's kind of like a gag that was used on a parody of the Invisible Woman on the Venture Brothers years ago. So now they all have to tell the kids and Johnny about the disease. The kids are upset. Johnny is upset as well because he's being told at the same time as the kids. And correctly wondering why they're wasting their time flying around in space. Or I wonder why they keep traveling back in time. Reed explains the purpose of some of the trips they've made so far. Still, no reason is given for the trip to Rome. Reed has concluded they're under some kind of attack. Back in 1776, we see Ben Franklin by himself, outside on his horse, talking about some kind of chronal anchor being missing, whatever that is. And oh, by the way, Ben Franklin is a scroll. I knew it. There was always something fishy about that guy. Back on the ship, Johnny and Valeria are still pissed at Reed, but when they discuss who it might be who's causing these attacks, Valeria says, Scrolls! It's scrolls! You know, this is the problem with a character like Valeria. The Wesley Crusher Syndrome. In order to make her so smart, you kind of have to make others around her look kind of stupid. I mean, shouldn't Reed know this if Valeria knows it? Back in 1776, Tom and John are arguing over the wording of the Declaration of Independence. Tommy Jefferson wants to put language in there about the freeing the slaves John Adams does not, which 
I'm pretty sure it didn't happen like that. They end up wondering where Franklin is. Ben Franklin, they mean. Back with the FF. They're trying to travel to 1953 to meet a DNA researcher named Franklin. A Dr. Rosalind Franklin, they mean. But they encounter problems with the ship. They get tossed around, they land on Earth, and instead of 1953, uh, guess where they are? Yes, 1776! Off the coast of Pennsylvania, says Reed. 20-something miles from Manhattan. What? That would be New Jersey, because Pennsylvania doesn't have a coast. Unless they landed in Lake Erie, which they did not. I assume they landed in, like, maybe the Delaware River. And Matt Faction ain't so good at geography. 20 miles. 20-something miles. What is that? Reed detects a scroll nearby, and one of the chronal anchors, which he planted, is missing. Back with Tom and John, Ben shows up... Ben Franklin. He shows up, and he ends up saying that they should leave the anti-slavery stuff in the Declaration, angering John Adams, who says... They'll just end up in chains, thanks to King George. And with the Fantastic Four, Reed is complimenting Sue on her gastronomic system, saying it's beautiful as any other part of her. Ah, who doesn't get turned on by a sexy gastronomic system? Reed reveals that he's intercepted some messages between the scroll on Earth and his people, and he knows when and where they're going to meet. So the FF are gonna go check him out. Back with Ben Franklin, not Ben Graham and Franklin Richards, but Ben Franklin, and Thomas Jefferson, and John Adams, they're still debating about whether or not to, ba to bash slavery in the Declaration of Independence. With Thomas Jefferson still passionately arguing against slavery. I think he's just agitated and he wants to get this over with so he can go home and rape some more slaves. You know, I actually like Thomas Jefferson but this portrayal of him is fairly ridiculous. Next, as Reed, Johnny, and the kids are walking on the outskirts of Philadelphia, Reed is discussing all the contradictions of Thomas Jefferson. You know, this issue reminds me of the young Indiana Jones TV show, where Indy would encounter a different historical figure every week, and we'd all learn a nice history lesson. That show is such shit. Meanwhile, Ben and Sue are at the scroll landing site. The ship lands, a bunch of scrolls get out, and Sue and Ben start beating the crap out of them. Really, for no reason. Like, what do these scrolls do to deserve that? And this is 19, this is 1776, so these scrolls have no idea who they're even dealing with. Sue tries to scare them into leaving and never coming back. Next, Ben Franklin, the scroll, encounters Reed and the others, and Reed flashes a device of some sort to convince Scroll Ben Franklin to come with them. Later, everyone is back together and Reed tells the others what Scroll Ben Franklin's plans were, which was to drive a wedge between the North and South so that slavery would exist in America even longer. The kids ask what happened to the Scrolls and Reed points over to some cows in a field. Ah, the old hypnotized Scrolls into believing their cows trick. Didn't this turn out bad? Uh, didn't this turn out to be problematic before when a large number of people were drinking scroll milk? That's kind of gross. Valeria doesn't think this is funny at all. She tells Reed 
that she hates him and she runs off. So they continue to work on their ship and Ben notices something bad. Some of his orange rocks seem to be falling off and underneath we know it ain't pretty. And that's the end of the issue, which I find pretty frustrating. Like, why devote so much time to these historical figures and it's only for like one page when Reed goes to find Ben Franklin that, that they actually interact with Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. TJ is one of the most brilliant men in American history and the real Ben, ben Franklin is as well. Why not have them spend more time interacting with Reed, which would be fun. The whole premise of the FF traveling back in time to 1776 is totally wasted. So now it's FF Volume 2, Number 10, Paint It Black by Matt Fraction and Mike Allred. So Alex Power has come back, but old man Johnny can immediately tell he's got the stink of Dr. Doom on him. You know, Alex should not have stopped by the Latvian gift store on the way out and purchased a bottle of Dr. Doom's signature scent. Next, Alex is communicating with Dr. Doom, who wants Alex to kill old man Johnny. In a weird scene, the FF are meeting with the creators and editor of the Fantastic Four comic book. Matt Faction and Mike Allred are there. Scott Lang Ant-Man fills them in on what's been going on. In the Marvel Universe, the Marvel comics are like real-life biographical adventure tales. They get in a ship and they show them around some microscopic world. Back with the kids, Alex wonders if anyone knows anyone who has ever killed anyone. So Black Bolt's son takes everyone to Attilan to show them his uncle Maximus in his prison cell because, you know, he has killed somebody. And of course, during the visit, Maximus breaks free. What a shocker. And that's pretty much the story. Very brief. I'm not spending a lot of time on FF Volume 2. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Dave Elliott at pod- Podcast FF. And you can you can download other episodes of iTunes or f- find them all at www- www.podcastff.podbean.com. So, so long, kids. This podcast this podcast is over. I've been trying to do it right. I've been living a lonely life. I've been sleeping here instead I've been sleeping in my bed Sleeping in my bed So show me family All the blood that I will bleed I don't know where I belong I don't know where I went wrong But I can write a song Oh, you belong with me.